Good evening. I'm Zach Collins with your KSOM Sports Update. The Atlantic Boys swim team produced promising results through their first half of the season. Head coach Cody McCready says the hard work and practice is yielding results in their meets. The Trojans are arguably the smallest swim team in the state with just 11 members. The Trojan crew has beaten teams with much larger rosters and meets. For as small of a squad we have, we have a bunch of good swimmers on the team and they're only going to get better. McCready says the swim team is doing two-a-day practices through the winter break. He says many events are close to last season's cutoff times, motivating team members to show up and work hard over the break. 6 a.m., so we moan together that it's so early, <laughs> and they get in the pool and they work, and then they're out about 7.15. Then after, after uh, noon, we go in at 3.30. We do some core exercises and some dry land until the pool opens up at 345 and then from 345 to 5 o'clock um, they're constantly swimming so we're trying to put in uh, 3,000 yards in the morning and then in the afternoon about 4,500 to 5,500 yards so I mean they're put really put in the miles uh, this this uh, winter break and it's going to show when we come back after the new year. Coach McCready says the best shot to qualify for the state swim meet is the 200-yard freestyle medley relay. The team has clocked a 136.86, in which he says 132 will be more than likely at the cutoff. Keaton Reekin, we I have him starting off first mm-hmm. because uh, he always, he, I think out of all the boys, he has the best start. Um, then his older brother Kyler is second followed by Hunter Quist and Alex Liss. Alex Liss is our fastest 50-yard free swimmer. He um, rattled off a 22-9-1 split um, at Southeast Polk. I know that's not where he wants to be. He wants to be in the 21s, but at 22-9 right now, I think it's great. Um, where we'll get, I, I've told him continuously that we'll get him there. We'll get him to the 21s. We need all these guys to get into 22s. Uh, to have a chance, and they're getting there. McCready says Hunter Quist has the best chance of dropping his time down to 22 seconds split. Coach McCready says just one year ago, Quist was clocking a 25-second 50-yard time and is already down into the 24s. Hunter has been doing two-a-day practices since day one, and he's really, really, really put in the work, and it's showing at these meets, and he has completely earned his spot on that relay. And so that's probably where we have a really good shot is making it in the relay. In the individual races, Alex Lass has a good chance of making it to state in the 50 and the 100-yard freestyle races. He says Keaton Reekin has a chance to make it in the 100-yard butterfly and Abe Sheshinger the 100-yard breaststroke. The Trojans travel to Des Moines Hoover for me on January 6th. A few teams are starting to already drop some dimes as basketball practices are getting underway to prepare for the first week of January. With practices underway, there are a few teams hitting the hardwood as Riverside is getting back in the gym on Wednesday as they'll get back in some basketball action. Yeah, we start we start back on Wednesday, um, Wednesday and Thursday. Probably do a lot of just kind of get get the legs back under and focus on some fundamental work. I know we have some kids that are on some trips and stuff now as well, so they'll be they'll be joining us probably. Thursday or so, but yeah, I think get back after it. We, you know, there's a little bit we played Tri Center Thursday, so we'll we'll watch a little game film. Uh, still some stuff that kind of stymied us up there, so we'll try to 
put the pencil to the paper and, and see if we can't figure out some of those things heading into January. The leading scorer for Riverside continues to be Grady Jepson as he averages 26.4 points and 7 rebounds per game this season. Head coach Nick Crone has seen the senior as the main catalyst for Riverside, both offensively and defensively, in games so far this season. Well, he's, I mean, he, he's at a 40, a 35, a 34, and two 30-point games. So, yeah, he can, he can score buckets. He's, he's definitely a special player. You know, I expect a little more of the same thing. I think it's, he, you know, he has to expend a lot of energy because he plays a lot of minutes. And, you know, he sees um, if it's a zone, they're really focused on him kind of pinching him off, uh, boxing one. He's been double teamed a lot. So the likelihood he gets an open shot is pretty rare. He's having to he's having to find a lot of different ways to score. Uh, if he does get a little bit of daylight, you know, get that shot up. So while the pressure is put on Grady, there are a few other players who have been able to spark on the hardwood. Mason McGrady has started to move into an important offensive role as he is shooting just under 40 percent from the field this season. And he is second on the team in scoring with 11.8 points per game. Two other players have been able to move into key roles who are Peyton Amdor and Peyton Fenner. Two freshmen have played big roles offensively already this season as they are both shooting over 40% and have helped to keep Riverside close in tight games. You know, Mason McCready's been a lot more efficient this year. I think he's shooting around 40%. You know, that's almost double his field goal percentage from a year ago, so that really helps. You know, Peyton Amdor and Owen Fenner have been, I mean, even the other night, they, they went on like a 17-2 to two run or whatever it was to tie it there right at the start of the fourth quarter and uh, 44-44, Owen Fenner hits a corner three, you know, freshman. So that that was pretty impressive. In terms of improvements overall, Coach Crone still wants to see some improvements in the defensive game. The Bulldogs struggled a bit against Tri-Center's A.J. Harder as he knocked down 28 of the Trojans' 51 points in the game. If they can stop players like him, then they will be able to stop anybody down the line. Uh, we still got to work on keeping them from getting downhill. I know A.J. Harder was phenomenal the other night and using the screens well and uh, kind of using pace of play to, to get downhill to his right hand. I think recognizing that and keeping, you know, some of those guys out of the lane. Uh, Post-defense, you know, as part of their run was they kind of took uh, one of their bigger guards and started posting them up. I think just the ability for all of our guys to maybe, you know, bang around and play, play post-defense is huge for us defensively. You know, we got a couple other things we can work on over Christmas into January and February, uh, just extending the pressure a little bit full court maybe. Riverside returns back to practice tomorrow and returns back from break to enter the regular season on January 5th against Logan Magnolia at 7 p.m. In collegiate news, ESPN has ranked Caitlin Clark as the number one women's college basketball player for the second time in her career. She was a unanimous ballot out of 21 different picks. Clark has done nothing but help the Hawkeyes in their number four ranking as they're ranked 12-1 overall this season and 1-0 in the Big Ten with their only loss to Kansas State. Clark is averaging 30.5 points per game and shooting 48.7% from the field while also shooting 39.2% from the three-point line. Clark and the Hawkeyes return to action when they take on Minnesota this Saturday, December 30th at 1 p.m. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Callens with this sports update.